News Talk 1110-993-WBT, the Pete Callender Show. This is it. You're listening to it. It's right here, right now. 704-570-1110-1800-WBT-1110. Thanks so much. Uh, Pete at the PeteCallenderShow.com is the email. You can also hit me up on Twitter at Pete Callender. The Mecklenburg Board of County Commissioners, they're looking at maps for the districts that they will represent. Uh, this is part of the redistricting process. Vilma Leek gave a speech the other night, and uh, just listening to it, and it's very clear, she is opposed to some maps or a map or something. She's she's opposing something. I'm not quite sure she knows what it is she's opposing. I've got the rest of her comments and then the response from the chairman, uh, George Dunlap. Uh, but first, let me jump over here to Judith. Hello, Judith. Welcome to the program. How are you? Hey, doing good. How are you? Hey, I'm good. What's up? Hey, you know, the other woman that you were talking about that didn't really live in her district? The other woman that didn't live in her district? Yeah, that they were challenging years ago? So there were two that I talked about. One was Vilma Leek, and the other was Louis Ginyard. That was a dude. Oh, okay. I yeah. there was one named By Lyles. That's the mayor. Oh. Well, I just remembered her name because it it's like an acronym for um, evils with a Y left over. Oh, my goodness. Uh, what? No. Uh, is that a palindrome? Is that what those things are called? Or is that spelled forward the same way backwards? Like z- <laughs> zero res? I don't remember. I, a palindrome is spelled the same way backwards. I, I just, that's a new word I just learned. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I don't, yeah, I don't, or a word jumble or whatever. Okay. I got you. Uh, thank you, Judith. I appreciate it. No, so it's, I don't know about Viola's residency. She's the mayor of Charlotte, though. She was a, and I knew her when she was an assistant city manager, worked for Charlotte City Government. But the, um, I, I don't, I'm not aware of any of that. I am aware now, now, Vilma Leek also had another problem in when, uh, when it was exposed <clears throat> while she was a school board member that she was not, in fact, a doctor. And I don't mean like not a doctor, like, uh, you know, she has a Ph.D., she's not a medical doctor, but demands everybody calls her doctor, like, you know, Dr. Jill Biden. Not like that kind of scandal, but this was like, didn't even have a Ph.D. They, people were just calling her Dr. Leak for years, and she had no credential at all. <laughs> and finally, when this blew up... um she was forced to uh, uh, acknowledge that she had uh, no uh, no doctorate. And the defense of her by an actual doctor colleague of hers on the Charlotte Mecklenburg School Board of Education, Dr. Wilhelmina Rembert. Dr. Rembert said it's a term of endearment in the black community. That's what she said. That was the defense for Vilma Leek masquerading as a doctor. For for years, they had it on the CMS website, and then they they quietly scrubbed the doctor or whatever off of the uh, yeah off of her bio page. They took that down. Yeah. So, Doctor Leak, they used to call her all the time, Doctor Vilma Leak, Doctor Leak, Doctor Leak. I will say, they broke that habit pretty quickly, and and that's not a small feat. It is. It's not a small feat. Look, take it from me. You're in broadcast, you know, you're working at a radio station, then you're not, and then you're at some other radio station, and it's like you got to make sure that you don't give the wrong call letters. Like you say something enough times, it just becomes, you know, second nature. And uh, so, yeah, with Dr. Lee, people said it all the time, and then all of a sudden it was like overnight. 
like down the memory hole. All right, so here's the rest of her soundbite, the rest of her comments, I should say, at the county commission meeting, talking about how the maps are not fair because a single precinct on map A is going to move from Democrat District 2 to Democrat District 5. That's a known fact. Anybody who runs for office has to come to our community and ask us for votes. So if you're going to be fair in the process, let's do it right and do it fair as possible. But I'm not sure the company that we employed were concerned about the Democrats in the process because that legal firm polled that group of of Republicans. All right. I assume this is... uh I assume she's aware that the county commission is controlled by all Democrats. So I'm not sure how the process didn't include Democrats. This is what I mean. You get the sense that she knows she's supposed to argue against it, but she doesn't know really why. So she's just thrown out a bunch of arguments that are made in really all redistricting arguments, right? Whether they apply or not doesn't matter. And then we get to the end here. I, For the life of me, I do not understand why she continues to play this game uh, at the end of all of her comments when she rambles on too long. You'll hear what I mean. So I don't back down on anything I've said. And I'm not mad. I'm just sad that I'm sitting here to hear this and have to deal with this as it relates to race again, all oh. over again. Oh. And needing black people to elect people to office. It never turns the other way around. All right, Commissioner Lee, wrap it up. Was that it? Was that your bell or my bell? She always pretends that she doesn't know her time's up when the bell rings. She's been doing this for like a decade. Oh, is that my time? Oh, uh, oh, um, I got to stop talking now. Like she's the victim by of the bell. Right? <laughs> like the, you're in complete control of how long your comments run. It's not the bell's fault or George Dunlap's fault. It's nobody else's fault that the bell has rung and your time is up. Okay. But you hear what she's saying there is like she doesn't like the fact that white Democrats come to campaign and ask for black votes. And it's never the other way around, she just said, that black Democrats never have to get white, never have to go and ask white people for votes. <laughs> Which is, this is all straight Democrat on Democrat action here. This is all, there's no Republicans in sight on this. Again, don't call it a civil war. Civil wars occur inside the Republican Party, not the Democratic Party. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Mark. Sending me the story by uh, WBTV from 2016. He says, Pete, I missed your uh, part. I missed parts of your show. But in addition to Vilma Leak's residency questions over time, Congresswoman Alma Adams went through the same as recently as 2016. This is great. (laughs) I won't get into it, but oh, my goodness. What is the deal with this? Well, for Congress, I understand you don't actually have to live in the district to run. But then once you win, then you got to be in it. But. Yeah, because 
Anyway, yeah, they showed up at her house in Charlotte, and she wasn't there, so they went to her house up in Greensboro, and then she shows up and tries to dodge the cameras by pulling into her garage, but whoops, doesn't fit, car doesn't fit, I guess there was too much stuff in the garage, so then she just, like, backs out and drives away. (laughs) Oh, goodness. All right, so Vilma Leak opposing the Mecklenburg County Commission redistricting map because it moves black people. It moves a single precinct and keeps all of the lines the same. It moves one precinct out of District 2 into District 5 in order to balance by population, which is the law you have to do, okay? Uh, So George Dunlap then responds to this rambling, meandering, uh, I was going to say argument, but it really wasn't an argument, um, but the, these I, these ideas, these notions, these musings of Vilma Leak. Here's George Dunlap. Uh, oh, oh, that's my fault. Hang on, hang on. I muted myself. I'm just sad that I'm sitting here to hear this and have to deal with this as it relates to race again, mm-hmm. all over again. Right. And needing black people to elect people to office. It never turns the other way around. All right, Commissioner Lee, wrap it up. Was that it? Was that your bail or my bail? Well, I'm just saying, you've, you've had your time. So I'm just oh, thank asking, you, no problem. I'm just asking you to wrap it up. That's all right, I'm wrapped it up, I'm through. All right. Because I don't want to upset anybody. No. See, again, like that's one of her tactics as well. Like, oh, I'm not, I'm not trying to upset anybody. Oh, sorry if I offended you and all this. Like, she just, she's constantly pro, uh, uh, projecting herself as the victim in like every single argument that she makes. All right, nobody wants to say anything. Well, let me just, let me just, let me just say this. Um, I'm yourself now. The uh, hear what she just said to him. By the way, people who think that like Vilma and George get along all the time, they do not. Unless anything, unless something has changed, they do not. Um, at one point, if I recall correctly, she used to refer to Dunlap as Mister Roly Poly Head because he's bald. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so you you heard this little smarmy, snarky comment to to Dunlap, which was, well, "You go time yourself." Yeah. Well, actually, I think the clerk times everybody they put everybody on a clock because of you because you don't ever shut up like that's the (laughs) that's why they do that because some commissioners would never stop talking all right here's dunlap's explanation for what uh the maps that he supports Uh, maps (laughs) that were drawn were drawn based on the criteria set forth by this board and if I recall, everybody agreed to that criteria. <laughs> so based on that criteria, the maps were drawn. We thought the criteria was fair. You expect the maps to be fair. Not. Given uh, that the maps have been uh, presented to the community, one map moves one district. Precinct. One map moves not, not even districts, precincts. Precincts. Pre- I mean, precincts. That's right. One map moves two precincts, and the other moves 60% of the precincts. And so, in my view, if people are upset about being moved, 
it makes sense to adopt a map that muse the fewest people. Neither one of the maps will substantially shake up the makeup of this community. It just ain't going to happen. All right, just to be clear, the maps don't shake up the makeup of the community. It would shake up the makeup of the Board of County Commissioners if you did the most disruptive map. But even then, you would just be making more compact districts. That's it. You would just, the redrawing of the lines doesn't automatically mean that the Democrats lose their majority status. And that's really what the concern here is, is that they don't get to pr- uh, protect their precincts and the areas that they want to represent. Right. And Vilma Leak is just like, all you know, she's got areas of her district. And I, as a former resident of her district, like I, I know that if I went to her and asked her certain uh, uh, for, you know, hey, can you appoint me to a county commission uh, post or something like or not a commission post? But, yeah, like, a, you know, one of their little committees or whatever. Do you think she's going to put me on one of those committees? No, of course not. She spends her days visiting schools. This is what she would always do. She would go and visit schools. And it actually was very disruptive, but, um, but that's what, and, and that, that's how she built all of this, uh, you know, through constituent services and visits and the like, she builds up a lot of this, uh, cachet, if you will. And I, th- I think we were fortunate to have it such that this community based on the districts grew pretty evenly across the entire Mecklenburg County with the exception of District 2, mm-hmm. which is the largest district. And in order to be in compliance, somebody has to move. And so that move is from District 2 to one of the smallest districts, which is District 5. So we will move either one district to District 5, Precinct. two districts to District 5, Precinct to district. or shake up the whole community. Good. And I would suggest to you that we need to do the least harm, the least damage, and the least amount of shakeup to this community. And so uh, we will take that action at our next meeting. And I would hope that you would concur with my comments. Well, now. Commission Chairman George Dunlap advocating for Map A. Yet Vilma Leak was opposed to Map A. Or is she? Alrighty, so it seems like we have a bit of a disagreement between Vilma Leak and George Dunlap, county commissioners, over the maps for the redistricting. Vilma Leak was arguing against, seemed like, all of the maps. And then George Dunlap got on and said, well, map A only moves a single precinct. And so, you know, if we're trying to be the least disruptive, I think that's the best way to do it. It's a status quo map. And... As such, it is preferable to the people who enjoy power and status because of the status quo, right? So they're not really going to be terribly interested in redrawing the lines. 
Um, so they move one precinct, and Vilma now seems kind of um, uh, confused. And so before they do this, the straw vote, Vilma Leak asks for a clarification. This is something she has done for years as well. She says, I need some clarification. And then she usually launches into a big speech. So what is the clarification? I just want to ask you a question. Okay. In talking with you previously, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I follow you now as you speak tonight. Oh. Based upon your speaking previously. Oh. Okay, tell me what I said. You said your preference would be... (laughs) The minutes will reflect it. Tell me what I said. Okay. (laughs) The way I understood it. Okay. Was map three. I'm not sure. Map eight. I'm sorry. I'm not sure. But maybe I'm misjudging your statements tonight versus what you said previously. The, the minutes will tell you that I prefer. I mean, maybe it might not have been in here, but outside. Oh! It's always been the same. Oh! No, okay. well, will you let me finish? Right. Oh, wait, Ross Perot. No, so, all right. So now, you hear what she's saying there. They've had conversations about what map is preferable. And what Dunlap keeps saying is, a, 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 it's always been A. I've been, you know, proponent of map A, map A. Now, she's confused, it seems to me, she's confused about what map he said he supported. She thought he wanted C, but that doesn't seem right because she was just arguing against the upheaval, which seems like the argument he made against changing a lot of precincts, changing a lot of the districts. So... She's confused, but you notice the way she's doing this is like she's accusing him of changing his position. And he's trying to tell her, no, I have not changed my position. The minutes from the previous meetings will show I have not changed my position. But in her effort to prove that he has, she mentions in passing that, oh, well, maybe it wasn't outside. Maybe it was outside the meeting. Like, in other words, they've had private conversations about this topic. Which I find to be just noteworthy. Well, you were asking me a question, and I, I responded by saying well, it I, hadn't changed. Okay, well, I just want to make sure that you have no problem with moving out of District 1, uh, out of District 2, uh, out of District 3. You go along with Map 1 or Map 2. Which one? My preference is 1. That's, that's my preference. Well, maybe because it moves the, the fewest number of people. Right. And it only moves one precinct from District 2 to District 5. Five, yes. All righty. So, sounds like, oopsie, Vilma and George maybe got their signals crossed there. Uh, sounds like Vilma was under the impression that she needed to oppose Map A. Wasn't really sure why, but she apparently misunderstood Dunlap's position. So, most of the public comments, though, were supportive of Map C, the third one. The most disruptive map, right? As I mentioned earlier, well, the uh, Charlotte Observer reported that there were only two public comments via email. Two, that's it. And both of them were in favor of Map C. And they had 22 comments that were submitted, I guess, via the website. And um, half of the 22, 11 out of the 22, all supported Map C. So that's the constituent citizen favorite. Now, it's only by a little bit. I mean, there's only 24 registered opinions <laughs> out of the entire county, but it is the, it is the most represented opinion. Now, 
Um, what's next here? Oh, most of the public comments were from MAPC. Okay, so then they do the straw vote. So this is not binding. It's just a straw vote. So that is seven to two. Scarborough? Commissioner Scarborough, how do you vote? All right, seven to two. Okay. All righty. So this is a perfect time to revisit the topic from a couple weeks ago. Ella Scarborough, county commissioner, top votainer. It's the word we're working to get into the lexicon instead of vote getter, because vote getter, top vote getter is just a terrible word. It's just awkward and clumsy and takes up way more space to say and write and media accounts. So votainer, it's cleaner, it's easier, it sounds sleek, it sounds new and hip. Hey, hey. All right, votainer. Top votainer, the votainer in the county race, right? Ella Scarborough has not been attending in-person county commission meetings. Now, nobody has because they've been all remote, but they just voted to go back in person. So this meeting that was held last Tuesday, was all in person, except for Ella Scarborough. Not there. And as you just heard in that clip, not voting. And as I mentioned two weeks ago, when a county commissioner shows up, quote-unquote, at a meeting, whether it's virtually or in person, and then they don't vote, don't articulate a vote, Their vote gets counted as a yes every time. So think this through. You are able to construct resolutions or policy agenda items. And as long as you uh, construct them in the affirmative, you you are guaranteed one yes vote every time. Ella Scarborough, because she's not speaking. She's not voting. She's not turning on the mic. You can't see or raise her hand or anything. So she just goes down as a yes vote even though she's not there. News Talk 1110-993-WBT, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. I don't know. It sounded like George Dunlap was a little exasperated there asking for Ella Scarborough to vote. I, and I don't know. Maybe he knows that, like, I'm going to drag the county commission for, like, refusing to address the obvious elephant in the room here, which is that you've got a county commissioner who apparently is not participating in the meetings but is counted as a yes vote all the time. And as I said, like on the one hand, and I don't say any of this in order to be derogatory or to, uh, you know, mock or ridicule. I'm not doing that. The uh, uh, commissioner Scarborough, the point here is that you have a County commissioner who was elected to serve, who is not apparently able to do so. Maybe she is, but just looking at it, I'm new. I am new to watching the meetings again, and so I've only been watching a couple of weeks worth here. But it is apparent to me she doesn't participate, but she gets counted as a yes vote. And some of the votes the county commission has taken over the last few weeks that I have seen have been five four votes. They have been split five to four, and because. Her vote counts automatically as a yes when she doesn't speak or doesn't vote. There have been votes that have been decided by her lack of participation. Maybe she would have been a yes vote or maybe she wouldn't. It's unethical, folks. It's unethical. It's not good governance at all. It's dishonest, too. You guys need to sort your stuff out here this needs to get sorted there are some county commissioners who seem 
interested in sorting it, and they're getting uh, they're getting attacked for it. So you'll hear about that. You'll hear. I've got the audio first. Let me get Michael on. Hello, Michael. Welcome to the program. How are you? Yo, Michael. Hey, hey what's up? Hey, I'm just going to let you know that uh, I had Vilma Leak for in the early 90s for some sort of social studies class. Mm-hmm. And she, she's the exact same. You said something in the other, um, in your other segment about the babble she does. And that <laughs> just brought back so many memories of the incoherent babble that would just spew out of her mouth for an hour every day in that class. See, now um, that's interesting. I had heard that she was a teacher. Uh, there's a friend of mine who had her as a teacher. And he said that, she would just sit at the desk and wouldn't do anything. Oh, no. I, I wish she would have done that. Ah. It, it got so bad. It was at uh, the school of independence in the early 90s. But, yeah. 90s, but um, she would kick several. It'd be at least three times a week that she would kick somebody out of class for arguing with her point of view. <laughs> and it, I know I got kicked out a couple of times. <laughs> but they would just roll their eyes when you go to the uh, office. When you tell, tell them what you're there for, and they just say, wait till the bell rings and go to your next class. But really, she's got to be pushing, she's got to be in her 80s by now, right? Is it not time to take up another chapter of her life? No. I don't know. I don't think she has any intention of ever releasing her grip on the power she has now. I don't <laughs> think so. Uh, but I have heard that she would kick a lot of people out of her classrooms. I did hear that. Yeah. It, it was bad. Yeah, that's interesting. Mike, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. All thanks. Right. Love the show. Bye. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, that, that, that squares. But look, I've, I, I got here in uh, 99, and when I started covering city council, county commission, and school board, it was roughly 2000, I want to say. And so she was already a school board member that I recall, um, and I never knew her as a teacher. I just always knew her as an elected official. And uh, then she made the jump over to uh, county commission. And it was really the weirdest thing one time when I, so I became, so I was a reporter here. Then I became a host. uh, And then uh, the company got bought and mistakes were made. And then I was over at news 14 Carolina now spectrum news. And, and so I was, and so I went, ended up going back to cover local government as a reporter for TV and because I had been a host for a couple of years, and so I was kind of off the beat. So I showed back up at one of these. I forget what it was for, and she was there. She greeted me like I was like long lost family. She gave me a hug. I couldn't. Ex- I could not explain it. I was. I'm just as surprised as you. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if she would now. I don't know if she would give me a hug now. <laughs> Well, probably not right now because I'm about to play some more sound bites from her. And uh, okay, so yeah, uh, actually, I'm not. She doesn't have. Oh, I do have one more sound bite from her because uh, this is about her colleague Ellis Scarborough not showing up at the county commission meetings all throughout the pandemic, which nobody was showing up. They had them all remote, but they just voted to go back live in person. Well, remember a couple of weeks ago when this. Uh, Uh, They had two proposals on their agenda. One of them was to go back to in-person meetings, but the other proposal was you need to be voting on camera and we need to see you vote or hear you vote, you know, 
on camera. You don't just get to dial in and then go dark for the whole meeting and just be counted as a yes vote every time. And this was because Ella Scarborough apparently had her daughter vote for her on a measure. Because as you heard, well, here, here's another example of it. This was uh, this was a different agenda item, but this is what occurred throughout the entire meeting and has been occurring for weeks, as far as I can tell, probably longer. So moved. Second. All right, been moved and properly seconded. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Any opposed? Commissioner Scarborough, how do you vote? All right. Um, so the floor is now open for discussion. There you go. That's um, what it sounds like every single time, virtually. I will say, towards the very end of the meeting, she, Commissioner Scarborough, opened up her microphone and said, "Yes, I vote with the majority. I'm a vote with the majority." Is what she said. Which that doesn't exactly scream to me, you know. She knows what the measure that she's voting on is about. It because to just say I vote with the majority, well, the majority, you know, could be five to three at this point, right? That doesn't necessarily mean anything. You're not taking a position. You're just saying I vote with the majority. Like that was the the guiding principle. It's not a matter of what the item is that you're voting on, right? It's not the policy or the issue. It's just that the majority is going one way. So you're going to jump on that wagon with them. So this has been going on for apparently a long time. A couple of weeks ago, the issue got brought up by two County commissioners, Laura Meyer and Susan Rodriguez McDowell. One from district five, Laura Meyer and McDowell is from District 6, and they raised this point, but they also, remember, they at, at the same meeting, they had just got done talking about going back to in-person commissioner meetings, and so they said, well, let's just table this until next week, and remember, they were called racist for this. They were like, oh, yeah, you're attacking, and Pat Cotham, county commissioner, uh, Pat Cotham was like, you know, Ella Scarborough and, and Vilma Leak, they are... You know, they are icons in the Democratic Party and in this community and all this, like, like basically calling her colleagues racists for, like, wanting to see the commissioner who was elected at large actually do their job, right? So, Susan Rodriguez McDowell did finally get her say. I've got some audio and another Vilma Lee clip. Stay tuned for that.